says, let us pause and hold silence as we center ourselves for worship. This is the house of the Lord. Here the word of God calls us. Let us stand in body or in spirit and open God's life-giving word for this community. If you're able, please stand. Very happy Easter to everyone joining us in person and those joining us online. Special welcome to any guests with us this morning and most welcome in this place. A reminder that our service is live streamed. Sunday Club just stays in with us today, but there will be a reward towards the end of the service. If I've not eaten them all during the service, there is a question, however, so if any of younger ones want to get through into the halls, are more than welcome. You can come and go as you please. Our opening gathering words with responses are on a screen. The stone is rolled away. Death is overcome. The tomb is dark but empty. Darkness gives way to light. The grave clothes are folded. Where has he gone? The women were the first to see and tell us. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Let us worship God. 410. Jesus Christ is risen today.
Let us pray. Holy One, we gather together in light of this new day, this wonderful day to remember an empty tomb. Jesus is risen. How wonderful. Jesus is not found in the tomb. He's not found among the dead. Yet we don't see him here. But he is here. The mystery of Easter is revealed in an empty tomb. Love has won. As we gather to hear once more the story of Easter, we remember that faith does not depend on seeing or hearing. Faith is trusting and acknowledging the presence beyond our understanding. For God, we're sorry for those times when our faith fails us. When we allow our doubts to consume us and distract us. Risen Lord, forgive us. As we meet here, accept our offering of worship. Renew us and remind us of your promise to be with us always. Even when our senses doubt your presence, help us to trust in you. And hear us now as we unite our voices together with the church universal in the words of our risen, risen Lord saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Our next hymn is a new one probably for many of us. See, for the morning the choir will sing verse 1. And then we'll get up and we'll sing verse 1 from the start. See, what a morning.
sends our intimations to food bank in Tinsden on Tuesday at the West Halls in Main Street, 10 to 12 and 7 to 8 p.m. Please support that if you're able. The 10K, the 22nd of May, we're still runners can enter. We're still hoping to get our church team in. So about an hour's time, Alan, don't click away. Running 10K, 10K on the, the 22nd of May. Running that about an hour, so let's try and get our church team in and we can raise funds for the train appeal. And meanwhile, the rotary to support Alzheimer's Scotland. Forms at the back, just register yourself and then we can run together or speak to Ian Jackson if you wish to volunteer. Again, a list at the back of the church if you can spare an hour and help to volunteer as a steward. Peter uh, Ognis, a choir of the Bridge of Weir Choral Society Spring Concert has been held next Sunday at 7 p.m. in St. Columbus Church in Kilmacomb. Um, the program consists of the two popular works in the choir repertoire, Vivaldi Gloria and Fori Requiem. Tickets £10 each and can be purchased at the door or from Peter. So that's next Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Big thank you to Peter, Ronnie, Phil, the sound, desk team, and Ian Madrigal, who have been here every night this last week with myself to support the Holy Week services. So thank you for that. Um, you can now rest for a day or two. We'll start preparing for next week. And as always, um, we have a retirement offering at our Easter Sunday services. The retirement offering supports chosen charities from Vincent Hospice. Scottish Huntington's and the Nolandi Wilt Project, and you can get to that if you wish um, on the way out of the church or at the food bank on Tuesday, or I believe the tab online will be updated so you can, you can give online on the website. And finally, we've been speaking about the year of the talents over the past couple of months, the day of resurrection, the day of new hope and new life, the day of springboard for the year of the talents. Everybody should have one of these, if you've not, there'll be one at the back of the church for you. The blue side, effectively, any hobbies or new things you want to start. You want a social gathering, teach people how to make bread, scones, write, throw flowers, sing, whatever you like. You can do the blue side or anything you want to start in the church. And on the pink side is the committees that you've heard from over the weeks. The resources, mission, pastoral, nurture, strategy. You can circle that, put your details on it, and leave over the next couple of weeks in the church. We really need the talents of the church as we go forward, of everyone in our church. So please prayerfully reflect on where you could fit into the life of the church. You can leave them in the offering plate. There will be a box for next week at the back of the church. So please give that some thought. That's all our intimations. Please keep the life and work of the church in your prayers. The scripture lesson will be read by Helen Dunn. Let's listen for God's word. Scripture reading this morning is from John's Gospel, chapter 20, reading initially verses 1 to 9. John 20. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter 
and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, instead. They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind him, arrived and went into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. The choir will now sing the anthem, Come Ye Faithful. Continuing at verse 10. 
Then the disciples went back to their homes, but Mary stood out the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head, the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Amen. And may God bless to us the reading of this holy word. Thank you, Helen, and to Peter and the choir for our historic and anthem. 425, the Saviour died but rose again.
after two years of a global pandemic and for the Northern Hemisphere, two winters, we're ready for hope and light and better times for our world. In terms of Lenten faith and the journey we have been on in the church these last few weeks, we no longer see just a light at the end of the tunnel. We believe that we have arrived at it. Light streams into our lives. Usually on a good spring day, we think of the light shining from outside in through the windows of our homes. It might be cold outside, but the sun coming through the window brings light and brings heat. I love working at my study desk in the spring and the sun comes through the window and beats onto my back. And Winston, the man's dog, is often found moving from room to room to lie in that single beam of sunlight. The symbolism of Easter is that light shines from inside to outside, from empty cave into the world as the stone is rolled away, revealing an empty tomb. Letting the rays of what God has done for us filter into the world and into human life. The vision that we cling on to is that death, destruction, and darkness is defeated. Light from God and from love cannot be contained. He is risen. Alleluia. Easter offers a definition and a redefinition of past and future. Human experience is all too often experienced as a prison because of a panic about the past and a fear of the future. There's no genuine living in the present tense because our lives are dominated by bitterness, grief, humiliation, anger about the past, paralyzed by anxiety, uncertainty, and fear of the future. Easter proclaims two central convictions, one about sin and one about death, one about the past and one about the future. The first about the past is the forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness doesn't change the past, but it can release us from the power of the past. Forgiveness doesn't rewrite history, but it prevents us from fixating on our histories. Forgiveness transforms a past from an enemy to a friend, from a horror show of shame to a storehouse of wisdom. In the absence of forgiveness, we're isolated from a past, pitifully trying to bury or deny or forget or destroy the many things that hurt and overshadow us. Forgiveness doesn't change those things, but it changes the relationship to us. No longer do they imprison us, 
pursue us, around us, stalk us. They can accompany us, deepen us, teach us, and train us. No longer do we hate them, curse them, or resent them. Now we find acceptance, understanding, enrichment, even gratitude for them. That's the works of forgiveness. It's about transformation of the presence of the past in our lives. And the second Easter conviction is about the future, the life everlasting. Everlasting life doesn't take away the unknown elements of the future. But it takes away the sudden outburst of fear that engulfs a cloud of unknowing. Everlasting life doesn't dismantle the reality of death, the crucible of suffering, the agony of bereavement. But it offers life beyond death, comfort beyond suffering, companionship beyond separation. In the absence of everlasting life, we're terrified of our future, perpetually trying to secure permanence in the face of waste, the face of despair, the face of death. Everlasting life doesn't undermine human endeavor, but it rids it of the last word. Evil is real. Watch the news. But it won't have the final say. Death is coming, but it doesn't obliterate the power of God. Identity is fragile. But if our identity is in God, it will be changed into glory. Easter tells us. Easter says there is forgiveness. So the past is a gift. And where there is everlasting life, the future is our friend. That's what freedom means. We can truly exist. That's the gospel. So we go from here commanded to love each other as Jesus loved us. And in doing so, we're free. We're free to build a future that's bigger than the past. We're reminded in this story of the first Easter that God's action often takes place in the liminal spaces, on the edges of things, on the very boundary points between this and that, between hope and despair, between hate and love, between death and life. We're reminded that with God, nothing is ever impossible. Change for the better is never not an option. And most importantly, this Easter, we've seen that God did not become human and dwell among us to save only and improve, doesn't make a wrong choices kind of people. There is no improved version of humanity that could have done any difference. 
because we, as we are, not as some improved version of ourselves. We are who Jesus, without a doubt, looks at in all our cringeworthiness and says, Yes, these are my people. He is risen. Alleluia. Amen. Four hundred and fifty-nine crown him with many crowns. Let us pray. God of love, your giving never ends. You're always pouring out more and more love. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for reminding us that love is the only way. As we celebrate your resurrection today, we're glad to know your presence. Because we celebrate, we remember the people who are persecuted for their faith, who worship in secret, who live in fear, fear of discovery and imprisonment, or even worse, because of their faith. As we celebrate, we remember people who are still to discover you, and that they are loved and called by you to love in return. Lord, we lift them before you today. 
as we celebrate, we remember the people who are struggling to keep their faith as they drown in stress and anxiety, as they exhaust themselves just to survive each day. Lord, we lift them before you today. As we celebrate, we remember people who are seeking faith, who are dipping their toes into different traditions and ways of finding you, and who long to know more. For those who have lost their faith, and are gently re-engaging to rediscover it. Lord, in your mercy, hear all our prayers, spoken and unspoken, those named only quietly in our own hearts and minds. We lay before your throne of grace, in faith and in trust. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. Boys and girls, it's been fantastic. The good news is we don't have to listen to my sermon next week. Sunday comes back on. But, as always, we normally have a hidden Easter egg set, but in circumstances we'll not do that this year. Hopefully next year. We'll be back together and we can see faces this year. That's a great bonus. Well, sort of. Easter eggs. Out you come. Everybody, out you come. Yes, as well, everybody. Not everybody, just kids. You've been eating polar mints, the choir's not getting any. There we go. Yes, there you go. Even you've worked hard, there you go. I'll take them through. The last time I threw sweets up to the balcony was a disaster, so I'm not going to do that today. Ronnie, you'll get some there. Peter, you help yourself. Following our final heavenly bell word of benediction, we then sing the threefold amen and praise God from whom all blessings flow. Our final hymn, 490, Thine be the glory.
thine be the glory. Resurrection shakes the sleeping into life, brings life from death, gives vision to the visionless. Resurrection calls us to go and do God's work in the world, to bring light to the darkness, to bring hope to the hopeless, to be the voice of the voiceless. And as we go, in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the common life of the Holy Spirit, be with you all forevermore.